The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Luke. As Jesus and his disciples went on their way, Jesus entered a village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks. So she came to him and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. The Gospel of the Lord. This part of the church year is called Ordinary Time. And it stretches uh, from usually the beginning of June all the way to November. It is the season of Pentecost. And during that time, traditionally, uh, we as Christians come to learn and understand the teachings of our Lord. And this particular Sunday is no exception. Uh, If you recall, um, last week we heard the story of the Good Samaritan in which a young lawyer wishing to justify himself says to Jesus, and who is my neighbor? And then Jesus tells the story of the Good Samaritan. And after that, he says to the young lawyer, go and do likewise. Now, this Sunday, our Lord is seeking to show us another aspect of discipleship. There it is to do his will. But here, in the story of Mary and Martha, we see our Lord stressing something entirely different. And I would say that this particular topic might be a particularly difficult one for those of us uh, who work long hours um, to make a living or to gain fame and fortune. We might find what our Lord uh, says a little hard to take. And yet, I think we must, lest we turn out like Martha and receive an admonition from our Lord. And I think the little phrase that sums it all up is, you're not what you do. You're not what you do. You have to think about who you are without thinking in relationship to your job uh, or the task that you have set for yourself. And that awareness, that sort of frightening feeling is the beginning of knowing that the Lord is God, that he is in charge of all that we do, not only what we do, 
but the fact that we should, upon many occasions, do nothing at all. There are some rather unsettling statistics about uh, men who have worked at a company for over 30 years and they come to retire at 65. And we weren't necessarily expecting to find this in this survey that we did, but what happened was that you understand there's a normal rate of death uh, that proceeds just as it would anywhere, uh, that a certain number of people would die when they're 66 and 67, et cetera, et cetera. What we found was that four times the death rate was occurring in this group of people called a cohort. Uh, in other words, uh, they seem to be dying rather rapidly as soon as they stopped working. Well, people thought about this for a while, and essentially what they thought was that the group that uh, had died were the ones who didn't have very much in terms of hobbies or religion or relationships, and that that may well have been part of the story as to why they were dying more frequently than people who had a better rounded or uh, better supported kind of life. So it would certainly appear that you have to start making some plans for being something different than what you do. Now, I think for us, we might say, well, what would that be? What would that be? How would we do this? And our Lord has an answer, as he always does. It may not be a very nice answer for us, but he has an answer. And the answer, of course, is in the form of Mary. And Mary does something which is virtually unheard of, in fact, completely unheard of, is that she sits and listens to God sits and listens and she's not driving the kids around to various swim meets or soccer games she's not working on that big project till two in the morning she's not rushing around to achieve things which her poor nervous sister is doing what is Mary doing she's not doing anything she is sitting and trying to listen to what God says to her, as opposed to Martha, who, as you can see, is very keen on telling Jesus what to do. So I think that in and of itself is something precious for us to understand. We are not arguing that doing things is wrong. We are saying, however, that often our society, I believe, uh, stresses achievement uh, and doing things over just sitting and being. Being so that God can have access to you. Remember, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. And that is uh, exactly what Mary is doing and what Jesus is recommending her to do. 
Interestingly, of course, if you take Mary's position a few steps further, you have a monastic life, a life which has pulled away from its surroundings and spends all of its time worshiping and listening. I would like to think that we do not necessarily have to live that kind of life to listen to God. I think perhaps all we have to do is try to stop the anxiety and agitation and fear which Martha has. Jesus notices it right away. She's running around the house like a chicken with her head cut off, trying to do this and that. She's feeling like she can't cope. She asked Jesus to make her sister do something because all she's doing is sitting around. And Jesus responds, It is you, Martha, that has separated yourself from God because these things that you do, no matter how good they are, no matter how successful you are with doing them, they push to one side the relationship that I want to have with you. And in order to get that relationship, you must be quiet and listen to me. Now, Jesus would never participate in this kind of situation without making more than one point. So we've heard that the point he's making is that people who just do things get all agitated and get themselves upset and they can't, they can't love God. They need to be still. But the other thing he's saying, and this is perhaps a little more sly, is that my word and my presence is open to everybody. You remember the Samaritan? How accursed he is in the eyes of the Jews? How despised he is? Virtually an untouchable. And yet he is the one that does good. Whereas the others, the more conventional Jews, do nothing. And here in this story, Mary is sitting and listening. Please understand that in this society, this is definitely not a woman's role. This is for teachers and men qualified to understand the rabbi, not some woman who's sitting directly at his feet. In fact, there is a quotation from the Old Testament that says exactly that, that that is the right posture for those who wish to learn. That is sitting at the feet of the master, the teacher. And so the point is, again, we're going to have this woman who has no standing, no learning, sitting at the foot of God? Absolutely not. Unheard of. And luckily for us, these two points allow us to go away with a benefit, which is, oh, thank God, if they, if God can turn his face towards these two individuals, the Good Samaritan 
and to Mary and embrace them, both of whom are doing the wrong thing and are beyond the pale of that society, maybe I, sinner that I am, have a chance to accept God's love and God's grace and then set about doing that which we must do to serve our neighbor. And so our text today speaks fully of this chore. And it is a chore. It is hard work to stop and listen. Stop and listen. We do have two ears and only one mouth. And yet sometimes it would seem the opposite. (laughs) And so I leave you with this brief word. I trust that it helps as you think about these words. And that is, don't just do something. Stand there. Amen. Amen.